Hi, this is James with This Beautiful Crazy Life Podcast. Thank you for joining me today, guys. This is the final episode of our Advent series. I hope you guys have enjoyed it and found it helpful. Today, I want to talk about the Blessed Mother Mary. As many of you know, she is the mother of Jesus. And I just want to meditate on what it means to physically embody Jesus. So we're going to look at some a little bit of Catholic theology with a little bit of progressive Christian theology and put these together and come to something I think is going to be extremely helpful. I'm going to read from a book called Radical Discipleship, A Liturgical Politics of the Gospel by Jennifer McBride. Uh, she This is a very challenging book, but it talks about how Christians should engage in activism. And I'm going to read a passage from here and then do a little bit of reflection on this. And I hope you guys will find this helpful. So I'm going to begin. As Catholic Mariology has long observed, she is the first person to say yes to Jesus. What makes her an especially important guide for us in our search for a discipleship that faithfully embodies the gospel is that she says yes with her body, she literally embodies the good news, and she risks guilt in doing so. She takes her place among the guilty. For she was pregnant and unmarried, a crime punishable by death. Her name means rebellion. Yet her rebellion stemmed not from a heroic zeal of self-made revolutionary, but a pondering faith that although much perplexed by what was unfolding before her, took seriously the reality of a fulfillment of God's promises and time. She rebels against the world as if she stands as a living contradiction to the unjust arrangements simply by saying yes to God, yes to the historical possibility. Her yes includes not only verbal assent, but also bodily participation in the movement of God, who, as her magnificent proclaims, scatters the proud, brings down the powerful, lifts up the lowly, fills the hungry with good things, and sends the rich away empty according to the promise. When I first read that, I read this actually, I read this book a year ago. And when I first read it, that really stood out to me and I kept coming back to it because we as Christians, we believe we are what's called saved by faith through grace. That means that when you believe, you are what's considered part of this family of God. And how it all works is a mystery, you know, and isn't easy to explain. I just understand that somehow if I truly believe that God is who he say is, Jesus is who he says he is, I am brought in to this family and this guilty ledger of mine is made clean. And what that comes with is what Ephesians 2 says, that God has prepared good works for us to do. So many religions, as any Christian has heard, is that, you know, they believe that in order to achieve whatever it is, you have to like do something that requires what we call works. And this could be rituals or doing things like being a super activist or never having sex before marriage ever, ever, or don't do drugs or drink, you know, ever. And then, then when you become perfect or you do all the right amount of activism, then you get to possibly join in. That's not what 
the gospel teaches. You know, in a lot of ancient Middle Eastern religions during that time, like in ancient Egypt, you wouldn't know if you were, quote unquote, allowed to be in, you know, saved or a nice place, whatever, Egyptian heaven, until you got there and they would weigh the scales of your heart. So if you did more good than bad, you were let in. But if you did more bad than good, you were sent to Egyptian hell afterlife, right? But instead, the Bible stories, the way the Bible and the people of Israel viewed God was, and the way Christians viewed God was different. It was that I get to be part of his family because I believe this God says who he is. And while there are these commandments and suggestions and wisdom to live by, that's not what allows me to get in and be part of this family. Instead, by being in this family, by being transformed, by being saved, the language that us Christians use, it should change the way I live so that I am actually embodying who God is. You know, we hear a lot about being the hands and feet of Jesus a lot in Christian circles. And Mary literally did that by forming the hands and feet of Jesus. And that's crazy to think about. Absolutely crazy to think about. So as we ponder this, as we think what this could mean in a practical level, it is a pretty big deal to be part of this family. And to ask the question, this big question here, when people see us, do we represent people who are blessed? You know, in Luke chapter one, Mary says she's gonna be called blessed for many generations. My question to you as we end this is, if you're a follower of Jesus, do you think people will say that you are blessed for many generations? <laughs>